Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. I know I should be in a good mood because it's Friday and I got this chair fixed. A lot of good things to be in a good mood about. But I seem irritable, don't I? It drives me crazy when I go to ESPN3 and it takes forever for them to finally load the Razorback game. It is now 3.07 and it just finally popped up. So I'm finally able to pull up the baseball game. You would think, you know, first pitch, whatever it is. And they come on and start talking for a couple minutes before it would be available. Right then, bam. just takes it forever to load it up. And Yeah, there's already two outs in the bottom of the first inning. Nobody on base. One-two count. Hagen Smith off to a great start. And I just finally was able to find it on ESPN. And it drives me crazy, too, with technology. This... This app tracks. They know what I watch. That that Arkansas game should be like the pop, first thing that pops up. I haven't, I shouldn't have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Oh, finally, there it is. Arkansas the algorithm is not hidden for you. No, it isn't. You would think that algorithm would have figured out what what it is I'm going to watch. It's going to be some one of these Arkansas teams. That's sorry. Off my soapbox. Let's talk some high school hoops. I'll get in a better mood. Brian Ross joins us now, head coach of the Central Tigers. He's in a good mood. What a game last night, Coach. That was that was crazy. It, it was an incredible game, probably the most unique game I've ever been a part of, uh, to take a 22-0 lead into the second quarter. And, uh, you know, I certainly didn't think that we were going to end up in overtime, <laughs> but, but we did. And uh, it wasn't really because we played bad. I mean, just hats off to Springdale for, for not giving up. They played awesome. And, uh, and then we went it by 11 in overtime. As Springdale was coming back and chipping away from that lead, what was the message at the time? What was the team talking about? What were you relaying to the team? We just needed to to stay true to what got us that lead, and uh, we were taking quality shots. Uh, We were being aggressive, getting to the rim. Um, You know, and we wanted to make their shots as difficult as possible, but, you know, Isaiah Seeley, he's an incredible player, and... um, I mean, he made a lot of really tough threes where he was doing, you know, five or six set-up dribbles and then just shooting off the dribble with a hand in his face. Hmm. And there's not a whole lot you can do about that. But um, we were just trying to stay the course to what got us there. And fortunately, we, we, we were able to get it over time. What about when it's 22 nothing? What do you, I've never seen that at, at the uh, shutout an opponent in the first quarter, and there was some crazy. I guess their coach got uh, double tech kicked out of the game early. It was just a, a wild start to the game. What What are you saying to the team? What are you thinking at that point? Well, our our defense obviously was incredible to start the game. Just our energy, our our fundamentals, everything was there. I mean, there was only two times that I thought they were about to score. And both times we came out of nowhere and blocked the shot. Hmm. And I would, you know, at that time I'm thinking they're never going to score. We're going to do this for four quarters. But <laughs> obviously that didn't pan out. At the end of the game, when when you hit the three, did you, uh, or you know, going before overtime in the regulation, yeah. hit the three? Did you think it was over then? Well, it, yes and no. I mean, it's never over till it's over. We were discussing whether to foul or not to foul, and I, I we always foul in that situation up three, but I thought there's only 1.6 seconds. Surely they can't get a quality shot off in 1.6, and I was nervous about them getting an offensive rebound system, so we decided not to foul, but, you know, we, we had two guys on Sealy, and they were both right there, and he just made an incredible play. I mean, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. We'd go back and we'd foul him before he caught it. But, uh, but you know, I don't know what the chances are of him making that shot again. But it was it was an unbelievable play. 
Is that always your strategy? You want to foul if you're up by three? Like, how much time has to be left on the clock? What What is uh, kind of your strategy in that situation? If, if we can get below about uh, six seconds, then, then we want to foul. Um, you know, so if they're inbounding the ball with 10 seconds, you want to let them take a few dribbles and then get that foul. Uh, just because we feel like it's going to be tough for them to go the full length of the court after we've shot free throws. Uh, on the other end and still get something quality. But, you know, I just thought with one, we, we kind of changed our strategy, and I, I was regretting it there for a minute. <laughs> but thankfully the players came through and saved us. We're talking with Brian Ross, head coach of the Central Tigers. They win last night in overtime in advance. Coach, what's it say about your team, though? You're up 20-something points. You lose that lead. You hit a three with one second left. Then they hit a three, force overtime, and then you win by 11. I mean, just to me, it's almost one of those things as a player, it's not my night. You know, to be up, lose that lead, you you lose the momentum. They hit a three at the buzzer. To me, that said a whole lot about your team to do that well in overtime. Well, we've got great leadership and experience uh, with, you know, we're playing four seniors heavy minutes. Luke Moore is the junior, but he's been starting ever since the freshman year. So we've got a lot of minutes played on the court, and they've been in tons of situations. You know, they they were prepared by our non-conference schedule. We played three or four overtimes in non-conference, and, um, you know, they didn't think. We, we've won every overtime game we've played this year, huh. so they just they just kind of know what to do. They stay calm, they stay composed, and, and they made the right plays when they had to. What can you tell us about this matchup against Harbor that's happening tomorrow? Uh, Harbor's really good. I mean, they're 28-2. and two. We played them early in the season at their place and won in double overtime. That was an equal game to last night in terms of excitement and playmaking down the stretch. Uh they're really good. Cortland Muldrew is a phenomenal player, uh, just like Steely. Um, they've got a great supporting cast of guys who can all score uh, in bunches, and so we're going to have to bring our A game for sure. Yeah, Muldrew, what do you have, like 38 last night, limping around on a bad ankle? Can you imagine what he could have done on a good ankle? Uh, yeah, I can. I think he put 37 on us when we oh. played him in December, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he's amazing, and I and I thought we actually did a pretty good job when we played him. So he's just a great player, and and some of these guys do things that you really can't stop unless you just put two people on them, and then you're leaving someone else who's open who's a good player too. So, um, you know, you got to control what you can control, and and try to make things as difficult as possible, and then you got to go rebound the ball. Central basketball overall playing great. Girls got a big yeah. win also. Hey, I called. Marlon Williams, our girls coach, I say he's Mr. March. It doesn't know it does not matter how they're playing going into the tournament. They've made the final four three years in a row now. Um and, and they were kinda up and down here in the back half of conference play, but I mean they've played probably the best two games of the season the last two games and I'm hoping they can get all the way to Hot Springs this year. Today at North Little Rock, uh, coming up tonight, or well, this evening at 5.30, you got Bryant and Bentonville West, and then the nightcap, Fayetteville and North Little Rock. Are you going to be able to sneak over and watch a little bit of the other side of the bracket? I am going to catch the live streams from my house, hmm. um, which, you know, is awesome that we got the technology to do that. I don't have to go over there, and uh, I'm going to sit at home watching with my kids and, and uh, take some notes while we're watching. Give me a breakdown of those two games. Well, they're both really good games. Uh, Bryant, obviously, is the number one most of the season. They've beaten us twice in post games. Um, Kellen Robinson is back from his injury, so so they're at full strength again now. Uh, and then you got Bentonville West, who had a rocky start to the season, but Greg White did an amazing job getting those guys uh, ready to go. And I think they've won six out of nine or something, and, and their only loss is going to like Harbor and Fayetteville, so. Uh, they, they're just going to be really scrappy, play great defense, and try to try to muddy the game up a little bit. Uh, and then who's the other one? Fayetteville, North Little Rock. I mean, those two teams have been right up there, ranked in the top five all season, also. So it's a, it's a heavyweight matchup, and that one's, that one's got to go down to the wire. Coach, what will you do with the team today, leading up to the game tomorrow? Well, we needed some rest. So, actually, as soon as the game ended last night, we, we got the athletic trainer at North Little Rock to fill up some ice baths for us. And we, those guys that played big minutes, we, we took ice baths before we even left last night. And it was about 1130, probably getting out of there. And then uh, 
So today we, we watched about 30 minutes of film. We did some shooting and we kind of walked through. We didn't really do a whole lot live um, for about half an hour of just kind of game plan type stuff for tomorrow. And then uh, we'll do the same again tomorrow morning uh, before we head over and, and kind of get those final details in. Did uh, The game was so stressful. Did you jump in one of those ice baths too? <laughs> I should have. That probably would have helped me recover. But, but no, <laughs> we went right over and started watching film. How long do they sit in those ice baths? Oh, uh, we go we go five to ten minutes. Five to ten minutes, and, man, it just rejuvenates your legs. You, you come out feeling better. and um, I, don't, I don't know what it is about it. I'm not even sure why it works, but I know it works because I used to do it when I was a player and, and uh, made your legs feel brand new the next day. Hmm. You have any players that are in the cryotherapy? Uh, no, I don't know. We 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 don't have any of that stuff over here at Central. If you know a big donor that wants to donate some machine to us, we'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, best of luck uh, this weekend or tomorrow. We appreciate it. Maybe we're talking to you again next week, getting ready for the state championship games. I hope so. Appreciate you guys. That's Brian Ross joining us, head coach of the Central Tigers. Tomorrow they'll take on Harbor, who in the very last rankings – uh, that we had the regular season. Harbor was ranked number one in the entire state, and and, and also, of course, in 6A. They beat Fayetteville in the, I, I want to say it's the last game of the year, uh, to clinch that 6A West title, and they're playing really well, obviously, to be the number one seed out of the West and number one overall. That'll be a heck of a battle with Central. And then I, I'm hoping, I, I think Bryant takes care of business today. Selfishly, I'd love to see North Little Rock win, and you get Bryant North Little Rock again at North Little Rock Saturday for the other semifinal. And who knows? Maybe we get all Central Arkansas finals in the six A next week in Hot Springs. Yeah, it's going to be a good game though. Central Harbor. Harbor's only lost two games all season. I uh, and one of them to Central. Double overtime. He just said. So when I, I guess when I was complaining about my ESPN app, I missed it. Murray State hit a home run off Hagen Smith. It's one to nothing. It was a solo home run, but um, first inning, they got a solo home run. Then Arkansas went three up, three down, nothing going for Arkansas in the bottom of the first inning. They're in the second inning. Hagen Smith's already got two outs, and uh, it's one to nothing, Murray State. I just totally blew it or saw the score wrong, but I wanted to pass it along. They did hit a solo home run to right field off Hagen Smith. I saw the replay, and I was like, was that from the last time they played against Arkansas, like four years ago? They're showing a replay, and I was like, nope. not with Hagen Smith pitching. No, no. <laughs> but they do. Uh, Murray State has a couple of guys on this team. As Hagen Smith strikes out the guy to end the inning, a couple of guys, including some pitchers that played against Arkansas the last time they came to uh, Baum Walker Stadium. Arkansas swept the series, but all three games were close. Like yeah, and there were none none of those blowouts. I mean, it was like one two run games. Arkansas had to fight to win those games against Murray State. Southern Structural Solutions text line. Maybe I'm being a negative Nancy, but I'm not all in on the pitching staff yet. They're the most formidable now, but six weeks from now, with ERAs above six, everyone will be talking about how they didn't get enough run support. There could be something to that, the way it plays out. There's always a lot of hype, if you want to call it that, going into the season about how good the pitching staff is going to be. And uh, during the course of a long baseball season, sometimes there is drop-off. The only thing, you know, we've had some pitching staffs and, you know, some pitchers that have been hyped up in the past. You know, we hear about what they did in the fall or summer league and, you know, how they look in the spring and it just didn't translate to the field. The difference with this pitching staff, these guys have done it before. You know, Hagen Smith has done it before. We know he, he's an ace. Brady Tigert has done it now for two years. We know he is a good pitcher. Mason Molina did it last year as a Friday night starter for Texas Tech and had an ERA in the threes. Uh, you can go and, you know, uh, um, Macklemore out of Bryant. Big Mac. He's done it now for two years. You, you've got Cody Frank, who was pitching really well last year when he tore his lat. You feel good about him. Uh, Gage Wood, last year, as a freshman, man, he was outstanding until felt really got worn out at the end of the year and uh, some of his velocity dropped off. 
they've got guys that have, have proven it. That's why I feel better about this pitching staff, that it is a legit one of the top pitching staffs in the country because they're proven guys. They're not, you know, there are a couple of freshmen sprinkled in the gackle, you know, that you've heard so much stuff, but, you know, is he going to live up to the hype? Well, he did against Oklahoma State when he came in, and he looked really good. So, and Colin Fisher so far. Maybe, you know, Colin Fisher, one of those guys that hasn't, has he given, I don't think he's given up an earned run yet. No, he didn't. He didn't give up an earned run in that one inning against Grambling. You know, could he be one of those guys that drops off? Maybe, you know, he he, he might not be one of those guys that sustains it for the entire season. But I just feel good about the staff because they've been there, done that, and have proven results. They played good in three games against good competition in Arlington, but to the point, they are going to play better competition as the season goes on. This one from the 870 says, somebody get Wes a beer. Amen to that. That would help my attitude a little bit. It's almost high. No, I got to go. I got a busy night tonight at Fox 16. I mean, you get a lunch break, don't you? Uh, I got to be, man, at 9 o'clock show last night. We had we had nine high school basketball games. Josh was in Searcy. I think he had four or five games, and then uh, I had a feed of four or five more. And it's and they all come in at the same time. You know, they're towards the end of, right before I go on at nine thirty. I'm scrambling. I got to be on my game tonight. I can't, <laughs> I can't have a couple beers and be a little foggy. Uh, no, no, not tonight. Not that's not the night. Not, not the time for it. What, what time will you be out of there tonight? You think? Oh, I'll be out by 10 o'clock. Okay, so yeah. nothing that is going to carry no, over. No, no, I won't have to, I won't have a, a late night. Not like during football season. You know, we have a second show that goes on at 10.30, and we go on until 11.05, and then I'll come back to the office and have a couple of things to do, and I may not get out of there on football Friday nights until 11.30, but no, not tonight. I'll, I'll, be, a, I'll be on the road, heading west, trying to uh, thinking about that first beer. Yeah, exactly. You'll have plenty of time. After tonight. All right, Diamond Hogs get a uh, leadoff walk in the uh, second inning, so maybe they can get a little something going here. When we come back, we got to do what's trending. Got a couple of cool birthdays today, Joe pointed out. Um, got my list over here. Have we given the Little Rock Trojans enough love? We could give them some more. I they, think they, they deserve They deserve, it. yeah, plenty. I'm, I'm excited about this team and what they may do. I got a feeling they may be in March Madness this year. We'll talk a little bit about them. Take some calls. 661-1037. It's out of bounds. Information on bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state can be heard every Sunday morning on Fishing Arkansas with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Shelter Insurance Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery in Cabot. Fishing Arkansas, Sunday mornings on 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, Winterock took care of business at home, beating Tennessee State 85 to 60. Junior guard Jordan Jefferson led the way, scoring 22 points. With that win, Winterock is now in first in the OVC. They'll play their final regular season game on Saturday at home against Tennessee Tech at 3 p.m. Radio coverage for that game will be on the point 94.1. In college basketball tonight, Central Arkansas is hosting North Alabama and Conway at 6:30. That game can be seen on ESPN Plus. Tomorrow, Arkansas State is taking on Appalachian State, who is first in the Sunbelt Conference for their final regular season game. Tip for that game is set for 5.30. Coverage can be seen on ESPN+. And Pine Bluff will host Mississippi Valley State tomorrow at 5.30. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Arkansas, it's time for the 7th annual St. Patty's Day Bear Pong Championship. And it's going down Sunday, March 17th at the downtown location at Brewskies. Tourney starts at 2 p.m. All-day championship belts and year-long bragging rights up for grabs. Sign up for your two-person team at BrewskiesPubAndGrub.com. Prizes will be given away for the best team costume. Sunday, March 17th, it's the 7th annual St. Patty's Day Bear Pong Championship. Find out more online at BrewskiesPubAndGrub.com. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's Best Warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Awesome Friday show in the books. want to thank Joe Klein, RJ Hawk, Heather Baker, Danny West, and Todd Yacobian for stopping by the show today. Big weekend, Arkansas baseball, Arkansas softball, Arkansas basketball, all in action. We'll break it all down and a whole lot more coming up on Monday. Monday's Morning Mayhem, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. Take a look at some of the things happening around the country and the NFL. Got the uh, combine going on, so a lot of NFL talk, of course. Chiefs have several questions, don't they, Joe? Yeah, some big-time signings or players that they would like to have back. Let's hear from their GM. Brett Beach talked about Chris Jones and Legere Sneed. That if there's any way to get both players done, let's you know let's see if we can get that done. So this will start, this process will start this week. We'll get with our agents and we'll exchange ideas, put it on paper and see if it's if it's realistic for us, if we can make it work. I think we owe it to our organization, our team, our players to exhaust every avenue possible first, and you know hopefully we can find a scenario that works for us in regards to Chris and LJ and and uh, I mean two great players that we played a lot of money but what those deals will look like and how the cash will be dispersed over the next few years. And if we can come up with a scenario that works, um, you know, that's where we go. And if we can't, and then, you know, we have to just kind of just work through the scenario sheets. And we've done that the last few years. And, you know, whether it was an Orlando Brown or a Tyron Matthew, I mean, those were tough decisions too, great players. And um, But I think with all these cases, I think our first objective is to see if there's uh, any scenario that, um, would work for our team and um, pursue that uh, first and foremost. And, you know, hopefully this will be a good week to start those conversations. He rode the fence on that, didn't he? We want to sign him. We'll do everything we can to sign them. Doesn't want to give anything away yeah. either. I don't know if we can, but we got to try. He said everything he was supposed to say. I didn't know the Chiefs were in, at least the NFL was looking into him like they could be in a little trouble. For McCole Hardman, 
McCole Hardman went back to the Chiefs midseason, got traded back to them, and McCole Hardman is being alleged to have have cheated a little bit along the way. Well, things are certainly getting interesting between the Jets and their former receiver, McCall Hardman, Super Bowl hero, McCall Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs. We already know about that podcast appearance that he gave where he trashed the Jets' usage of him, said that he was openly campaigning to Chiefs general manager Brett Veach and quarterback Patrick Mahomes to come and get him. Well, it's a little bit more than that. As Sauce Gardner and Kenny Yaboa alluded to on Wednesday, uh, there is validated belief within the Jets organization. I am told that Hardman, frustrated with how little the Jets were using him, was leaking game plans to the opposition specifically before the game against the Philadelphia Eagles and before the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, are the Jets going to pursue actions on this, reach out to the league, see if they can discipline this? Well, we will see, but the one thing that they are going to do, as Joe Douglas said on Wednesday, is they are going to look into filing tampering charges because if Hardman did in fact reach out to the Chiefs and ask Veach and ask Mahomes to come get him, that is tampering and there can be discipline from the league in terms of draft compensation given to the Jets. Now, with the game plan leaking, might be a little bit harder for the Jets to specifically prove that, but they might look into it because obviously that is not a very good situation uh, for Hardman. Let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. What are they going to do at quarterback? Not the Chiefs. No, that's said the Chiefs, Atlanta Falcons. Yes. We're moving from the Chiefs to the Atlanta Falcons. I think I know what the Chiefs are. are the, yeah, I know what the Chiefs are going to do at quarterback. The, hopefully, everybody knows what they're doing at quarterback. They're going to they're keep their quarterback. Falcons, eh, maybe not. Always tough, you know. But you got to you got to hire brain trust, and we've hired and, and and acquired some really good coaches that have some really good opinions, um, and we've had those guys all talking about it in rooms and being able to go through the process of how you go up and looking for the best quarterback. And nobody has this figured out. Let's not kid no. ourselves, right? <laughs> um, the one position that's the hardest to evaluate, the one position that's the hardest to get, um, is clearly the quarterback position. So you got to put your best efforts and your best thoughts behind it, have some real detailed information on how you want to move forward, and then be able to go execute that plan. He didn't give anything away either. No, no. <laughs> and that was Falcons head coach Raheem Morris. Yeah, I was hoping he was about to come out and tell us, we're going to make a trade. <laughs> we're going to get our quarterback. We're bringing somebody that's maybe from around the area back home. That's what I was hoping to hear here. Uh, Deshaun Watson? What's going on with him? Well, Kevin Stefanski, we saw that Joe Flacco played well when Deshaun Watson was out. So Mm -hmm. Kevin Stefanski is being asked about Deshaun Watson and how he's recovering from his injury and kind of his uh, trust and everything that he thinks about Deshaun Watson moving forward. Just an update uh, on Deshaun. I did believe I read that he's he's rehabbing now. He's starting to throw a a little bit. Hard to believe, you know, you... Cleveland makes this big invis- investment in him, and he is yet to really settle in. Right. You know, he's only played in 12 games, I, w- I was reading. Yeah. To talk. Uh, obviously, he's disappointed with not being able to play more due to injury last year. Uh, you know, the last game he plays in was the Baltimore game where we beat him on the road, and, yeah. and he has a shoulder injury that he has to get fixed. So that's disappointing But I, for him, but I, I know how hard he works. I know how hard he's working right now in rehab to get back. Uh, I have a ton of confidence in him and, and what he's going to be able to do uh, as he gets through his rehab, and then we hit the ground running once he's ready to go. What do you think of Deshaun Watson? Do you think he'll be a successful quarterback for the Browns? Uh, it's the Browns, so <laughs> no. But, um, but man, they he, were good without him. I he, mean, they put together a good season last year without him. It, it seems like he's still maybe putting a little too much pressure on himself and trying to do too much putting pressure on himself and trying to do too much where um, they do have a, a really good roster and especially the defense. They have offensive weapons. It just seems like he, that year that he was away, it really had an yeah. effect on him, big time effect on him. And he's, he's still trying to get back from that. Dan Orlovsky said some things over the past year that I'm like, dude, he, he's, he knows his stuff. I like I like listening to him. I really like when he's breaking down plays and showing you why things work or how it could have worked, you know, something that was missed. I just think he does a really good job. Uh, he's got an opinion about the first pick of the draft. I don't get the sense you think it's that simple. I thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus 
and Jaden Daniels. I think, number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say peace, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, none of these guys' games compare to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watch that player... Versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better. Yeah, I I just looked back at this. There was a night you and Booger were in the studio, and you were doing a game with Jaden Daniels, and and you're doing halftime, and I texted you guys, the two of you, at halftime, and I said... Jaden Daniels as good as I think he is, and you wrote back, Caleb is tremendous, but not a lock to be one. This is this is sometime in, 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 in October. October. Yeah. Hmm. He had a, a bit of a different take because all the talk has been Justin Fields, Caleb Williams. What should the Bears do? Mm-hmm. He says they t- they should take Jaden Daniels. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I, I thought he had uh, just an incredible year. I think it was forty and four, forty touchdowns, four interceptions. Rushed for over a thousand yards, threw for over three thousand. I mean, the dude had an incredible year. Deserved to be the Heisman Trophy winner, and he got so much better as a quarterback in those two years at LSU. I remember talking about him when he first got to LSU in those first like six games. He was he was just a running quarterback. You know, he wasn't looking for his receivers, and we know he had great wide receivers, and he just it wasn't working, and something clicked with him. And they just kept working with him in the second half of that his junior season. He was much better. And then last year, he was awesome. He was he was just fantastic. Now, he does have a couple of pro-wide receivers. <laughs> Neighbors and uh, what's the other one that's going to go in the first round? Um, Brian Thomas. Thomas. Brian Thomas. Junior. I was going to say Chris. But Brian Thomas. I mean, those two guys are going in the first round. That helps the quarterback. When you got that kind of talent you're throwing to. Absolutely. But as a quarterback, you still have to be able to make the throws. Yeah. And then he's putting pressure on the defense where if they have the receivers and tight end, the running backs, if they have everybody locked in coverage, he's going to burn you with his legs. Switching to the NBA, what did uh, Victor Wimbanyama do last night? Uh, he did something incredible. He's the first player in NBA history to have 25-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists, 5-plus blocks. And five plus made threes in a game. Wow. Yeah. I saw where a dunk of his has been viewed more than any other play that the NBA has ever put out. It was him coming down the middle. He takes off a step, you know, a good, well, like, probably like three feet in front of the free throw line, and he's reaching up. His hand kind of turns. It looks like he's just going to lay it in. And then all of a sudden, at the last second, he just turns his his wrist with the ball in his hand and just flips it in for a dunk. And you're like, that dude almost just took off from the free throw line and dunked it like it was no problem. And there was a guy running with him. And they, they said this, this video has been seen more than any other clip that the NBA has ever put out. His average minutes also, he's playing less than 30 minutes a game putting up these type numbers. Let's hear from Victor. That's another thing about him, too. He's been dropping some expletives <laughs> on TV a lot, and uh, people will say, well, there's a language barrier there. He knows what he's saying. <laughs> So that was their first home game in a while, apparently. Yeah, yeah, they've been on an extended road trip. Let's hear from Coach Pop. They're a good group. They stuck with it, and they showed a lot of metal tonight against a hell of a team. Uh, you know, OKC has been fantastic all year long, and uh, to play with them like that is really a a good feeling for these guys. 
So they beat OKC last night. Yes. That's a good win. Great win for them. It's a great win. They don't have many, so they they do need to celebrate the ones they have. That's why Christian was such a bad mood today. <laughs> one game shouldn't change the mood that drastically. Yeah, when you lose one, you shouldn't. That does hurt. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors, they did something that was kind of on the same level with what Central did, jumping out to that 22 nothing lead. The Warriors jumped out to a 14-0 lead on the Knicks, and the Knicks were able to come back. Between the Heat and the Nuggets. Steph Curry gets up the first shot. Coach, he's got, he's got a little bit of that magic in MSG, doesn't he? Curry leads it. Now Green gives it right back. Steph Curry fires, and he's 2-for-2 two two from three-point range. Ball's in his hands quite a bit. Green kicks it out Kaminga. Kaminga got the Vincenzo on him, and Kaminga able to finish it in the break. 9-0 start for the Nuggets, and a block on the other end. Kaminga and Green converge on Hartenstein. And now Curry fires once again. Oh, Stephen Curry. Moses Moody tracks down the rebound. Knicks are 0 for 7 to start this game. As Kaminga drives and lays it in, and stand his emergence. 14 nothing and blow it? No, no. Knicks, Knicks came back, but the Warriors oh, were able to hang on and win. They hold on and win. Yeah. Um, also, last night, Lakers beat the, Warriors, beat the Wizards 134-131 in overtime. LeBron is now nine points away from 40,000 for a career. And he is, um, of course, he's the only active player to get to those numbers. Kevin Durant is the next closest active player. Mm -hmm. He has less than 30,000 career points. He's at a little over (laughs) 28,000. So LeBron has gotten the scoring record, and he just keeps taking it to another level. And it's so far away that Durant would have to play for another how many years to try to catch him? Yeah, they put some averages on it where it'd be – he would have to average close to 30, around 28 points a game, Mm -hmm. 70 games a season – for so many years to even get close to it. And uh, they play the Nuggets. Lakers play the Nuggets on Sunday. Hmm. And that'll he'll get the record then because he's nine points away. That'll be the marquee matchup for Sunday. ABC? Yeah. yeah. He could have gotten 40 last night. He, he was 40 points away. He scored 31 yeah. last night. He could have gotten uh. 40. 40 for 40. Will that be at home? Lakers Nuggets? Yes, they're on an extended homestand okay. right now. Six games in a row, they're going to be at home. Little, and against some tough competition, too. Good games. A little update from Baumwalker Stadium. I told you the uh, Razorbacks led off the second inning with a walk. They followed that with a, uh, a single. Um, find it right here. Behiva Aloy. Vahiva <laughs> Aloy. Vahiva Aloy. Vahiva Aloy got a uh, single up the middle. And then they got a little uh, polk came up and a little chopper just in no man's land. Bases loaded. Got the beer hats out. And Jason Jones, who had the grand slam against Grambling, came up. But he laced a double the other way. And two runs scored. So they took a two to one lead. And then later in the inning, they got a uh, single. I think it was Peyton Holt got a single, knocked in Jones. So the Razorbacks lead three to one. Uh, in the third inning, Hagen Smith, the top of the third, got the first two outs and then kind of got in a little, just a little funk, man. He just started missing pitches high, a little bit outside. Not wa- real wild. It's those kind of pitches that everyone's close, but he just, and they were balls. Now, I'm not saying that the uh, home plate umpire was missing them. He was just barely off and walked a guy and threw a wild pitch. Guy got to second, but then he got out of the inning. Uh, probably threw a little bit more pitches than he wanted to because he was got the first two out easily and looked like it was going to be a really quick inning. Ended up throwing more pitches than he wanted to. And the Razorbacks are batting now bottom of the third, two outs, nobody on, and they lead Murray State 3-1. to one. They're so. starting to score some runs, too, now. A little according, bit. According to Bet Saracen, 12 and a half. 12 and a half? Yeah, I got eight to play with, Joe. <laughs> be fine. Hagen Smith's on the mound. He, he may not give up another run for the next... Maybe we can get six innings out of Hagen, three more innings maybe. Razorbacks Two more may score sure. ten more. Nah. No, this pitcher's, this pitcher's not bad. He, he's, he's done a pretty good job. He, he had some bad luck. The, the Heva Aloy single was right up the middle. 
It was where the shortstop and second base perfectly placed, just barely, you know, both of them missed it, just barely missed it. And then the Polk chopper, it was a great pitch and just went nowhere in no man's land between third and short and pitcher. And Jason Jones, that was a good rip to right field for the double going opposite field. I was afraid he'd get up there swinging for the fences, you know, after hitting a grand slam. They got the beer caps out, out again, trying to hit a home run. And dude, he just went he went with the pitch. It was high it was a little high, a little outside, and he just laced it down the right field line to score two runs. And I noticed after he scored, Van Horn stopped him and said something to him. And I thought I don't know if he did something wrong or I thought maybe he was saying, Hey, that's the way to go with the pitch. That's the way to be a hitter. They throw you outside. If he tries to pull that, it's probably a ground ball double play, score run, but that's two outs. But instead, get the bat on it. Yeah, he, he took it where they, where they say hit it where they pitch it. Yeah. That's what he did. Uh, Razorbacks got a two-out walk, so maybe they get a little something going with two outs. When we come back, we'll start to wrap it up. Fast day, fast week. This was a fast week. Yes, it was. Next week's going to be even faster. For you. <laughs> it'll it'll go fast for you. Thursday will be here before we know it. Thursday and Friday, those are long days, but it, you're right. You know, it flies by because we're just doing game after, you know, you do four games and all of a sudden um, you look up and it's 10 o'clock. Time to go, go home, do it all over again. <laughs> hey, they do have a two-out rally. Got a base hit from, uh, you got to be kidding me. A little base hit right there. Behiva Aloy, Behiva Aloy. Starting to stack those runs. Behiva Aloy. That was a nice rip. Just to the right of the shortstop. Probably should have made the play. I don't think they gave him an error. That was a good, hard hit. So first and second, two outs for the Diamond Hogs. I'll update you when we come back. Stick around. It's out of bounds. I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb. And I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems. And that's exactly what our Kansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all our Kansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Way for Chief Justice Committee. The indoor pickleball facility at the Little Rock Athletic Club is now open. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club for 50% off March 1st through March 10th with no monthly contract. It's official. The indoor pickleball facility at the Little Rock Athletic Club is now open. If accurate weather forecasts are important to you, then you want the guy who's been doing it longer than anyone else. Channel 7 Chief Meteorologist Barry Brandt, a proven 36-year track record of accuracy. It's why Barry Brandt has twice the viewers of any other meteorologist. Nobody is more accurate, nobody is more experienced, and nobody is more trusted. Put him to the test and see for yourself. Chief Meteorologist Barry Brandt, on your side, weeknights on Channel 7 News. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. When tensions were high between the Soviets and the Americans, communist leader Nikita Khrushchev did something pretty awesome. He gave President John F. Kennedy and his family a dog. The dog's name was Pushinka, whose parents Pushok and Strelka were Russian space dogs. Pushinka quickly became part of the Kennedy family, and Khrushchev clucked, We have one of our Russian operatives in the White House. But like all good dogs, Pushinka was more interested in treats than intel. Doublebee's has the treats you love and great deals on all kinds of munchables. My go-to is a 44-ounce Pepsi Zero with a splash of vanilla or a Coke Zero with just a hint of cherry. Delicious. Refreshing. Doublebee's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebee's. Hi, I'm Todd Yacobi, and your new Chief Meteorologist on KRK4 News. And I'm excited to start working for you. So download the Arkansas Store Team app, stay up to date, and trust that the Arkansas Store Team is always ready. 
stay weather aware with the Arkansas Storm Team on KRK4. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, they aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live music, and more. Old Bank in downtown Russellville. It's the largest and heaviest moving part in your home. It's the garage door. It never fails at a convenient time. Trust Overhead Door Company of Little Rock to keep your garage door running smoothly 24-7, 365. With same-day service and trusted technicians, Overhead Door Company of Little Rock is the team to call. The original Red Ribbon Garage Door Company since 1967. Call 501-510-6399 or schedule online at overheaddooroflittlerock.com. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. No two out rally for the Razorbacks. Fly out to end the inning. Three to one. Top of the fourth. Hagen Smith still in the mound. He's only got not 40, 50 pitches now. Exactly 50. One out in the top of the fourth of Reesbeck's lead, 3-1. to one. Glad you're with us for Out of Bounds as we uh, wrap it up on a Friday. Got big plans for the weekend? Uh, relaxing. That That's the big plan. Sometimes, and especially over the last couple of weekends, it's been ripping and running quite a bit. Relaxing this weekend. Thought about going to uh, Farmington. Got some friends going up there to watch the tournament, but I'm not going to be able to make it. But I'll, uh, great thing, man. You can go to the AAA's website. I said this yesterday, and it pops up right away. Link to to watch the games, every single game, no matter what you know state tournament it is, what level, what classification. You can watch those right there. So I'll watch some of these semifinal games on Saturday. They're going to be a lot of fun. Watch a little Diamond Hogs. Of course, we got the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC post-game show tomorrow, Kentucky, 1230. That should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I can see you back there saying that. It'll be over about 230, 245, 315-ish. We'll start the post-game show at Walk-On. So come out, watch the game at Walk-On's with us, hang out with us. Patio was open last weekend, and patio will be open this weekend at Walk-On's. they got a great patio a yeah, big area out there with TVs where you can watch the game. So uh, we'll be, I think we're going to do the show out there on the uh, patio for walk-ons. And Hagen Smith strikes out another guy. So they're going to the bottom of the fourth. Diamond Hogs up 3-1. to one. Randy Rainwater is getting ready to take over for the next three hours. How's it going? You, I thought you meant the basketball game was going to be over at 1231. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was doing the math in my head. I was talking about I've heard the, I mean, what was it up now, 19 and a half? You realize. No, it's not 19 and a half, is I know, it? I know, no. I did know. you see I'm the line kidding. this morning, I'm what it did? Kidding. Yeah, it went up and down. 13 uh, to 14, it was 14 to 15 and then back to 13. All in the matter of probably an hour and a half. I forget, I forget now. It was it was twenty plus twenty plus last night's South Carolina Arkansas women's game. Oh, uh, yeah. I know exactly what it was. Twenty five and a half. Twenty six and a half. Twenty six. <laughs> so it went up. It was twenty six and a half My when I got it. Gosh, I thought, man, that's 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 so tempting because you just didn't feel like Arkansas could had any chance to win it, but. To, Say you're going to get beat by 26 plus. Everybody was riding South Carolina on oh that, Randy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I, I looked at their schedule and the teams and how they've been blowing out all oh, these I, teams I, I, by okay. 30, 40 points. I understand. Yeah. Okay. How how are my how are my double R props doing so far for, for baseball? Uh, I, it's I, too early. I just tuned in a minute ago, and I heard a little bit about... Uh, <laughs> I got four hits the previous inning. I'm thinking, okay. Yeah, they, it was single hits by every. Let's see, uh, Polk had, but you don't have Polk. Uh, Vahiva Aloy has two hits. Yeah, I heard that. Um, um, he's got two hits. Yeah, okay. McLaughlin so I had, got a I had Aloy for 0.5. He took care of that. He hadn't struck out yet. So no, he, got, he hasn't, no. Okay. 
two for Diggs, two. I got him for a hit and a half. He he's got to get busy now. He's zero for two with a couple uh, ground outs. Hudson White, he got a hit, infield hit, but he's got. Did he? Get, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he got a he got an infield hit. Now I need a double out of him. And yeah, he's a double. Uh, Wills Meyer, nothing. 0.5, nothing so far. Peyton Holt, I had him for 0.5. He got a single. He drove, he drove in the run. So now you need him to uh, score a run himself. He did not score. They and, left him stranded. And uh, Sprague Lott, he, I had him for 1.5 hits. Jason Jones, 0.5 hits. He's got a double and two RBI. All right, Hagen Smith. What, what's tied to Jason Jones? Jason Jones, 0.5 hits. He's got to drive in a run. Well, it's done. That's a winner. Because he had six RBI. Yeah. I figured, okay, give me one. Well, that's a winner right there already. Uh, Hagen Smith, I think it was six and a half. Yeah, with six and a half strikeouts under two and a half walks. Uh, Hagen, 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 under two and a half walks. Yep. Yep. He's on his way to strikeouts. I don't know how many he has. He may already have over six and a half strikeouts. Then I got McIntyre following up there, then Gage Wood. And then the Arkansas team, team strikeouts over seven and a half. This is a number that's been alarming. The mm-hmm. total team left on base. I got an eight and a half. They're averaging nine. I guess you can tell up. It was going right on the right on the average so far. Team hits over ten and a half. It's not like they're about halfway there. Maybe a little bit over halfway there. And then the other area that they've been having their their problems is with the defense. Yeah, errors. They hit third base. Team total team errors under one and a half. Mm-hmm. Under under one and a half. Yeah, that's a little scary right now. What's coming up on Drive Time Sports? We got a uh, pretty full day, uh, Kevin McPherson, which we certainly need a clarification once again from Hoop Scoop on whether or not Musselman is coming and going since Kevin has been so up front stating that. Back in October, Musselman started looking around, so we got to we got to get an update on that because after the loss, I mean that's when you start hearing again all the rumors. It died down for some strange reason, Wesley. When they won two when games? they won two games, oh, went away. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Trey Biddy as normal. Bart Reed will get uh, a tournament update. They were going to finish up with a lot of heavy dose, uh, a big heavy dose of. Um, both high school and Arkansas baseball with Kevin Bohannon, oh, cool. our baseball insider. So, fun show today. Yeah. How do you feel about that uh, Razorback game tomorrow against Kentucky? Don't. 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 <laughs> uh, if it's if it will get back up to 14 and a half, I'm going to tell Kerry, get all over that. <laughs> Have a good show. Two of the best receivers in the NFL celebrating a birthday today, Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. And according to Tyreek Hill, you can't rank him as a top five. He said that there are so many good receivers, you can't make a top five. That's amazing, both of their birthdays on the same day. Two of the best in the NFL born on the same day. They're not the same day. No, no, the same Tyreek age. is 30 He's a couple years old. Jamar Chase, 24. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us. Great week. Thank you, Joe. Always Stick around. Good. Drive Time Sports coming up next. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Some people aren't easily inspired. They require a little more craftsmanship, more elegance, more excitement. Some people are inspired and see the future.